This episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy was recorded and produced during the 2023 WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, the stories being covered here wouldn't exist. Thank you, and enjoy this episode of In a Galaxy. to another episode of Star Wars in the Galaxy, watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And today we got another special episode for you after our completion of season 14 of The Bad Batch, after complete season 14 of the show, Bad Batch season 2. After completion of any season, we do a special episode, and we're back with Star Wars opinions. We said we were going to do this earlier this year, and then we didn't, and now we're doing it. When was opinions 3? I'm trying to remember, actually, right now. Wasn't after Bad Batch season one? It might have been. Let's see. I think it was after Bad Batch season one. It was. It was after Bad Batch season one. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're, you're definitely right about that one. Back um, again. Yeah, it, it was. It was earlier this year in in February. This will probably be coming out in August, even though we're recording it in very late July. <laughs> but yeah, and by the way, this is I think the first one recorded after this was happening but and, and I, I put this on our most recent episode and this will go on all of our episodes until this happens it's just a little acknowledgement at the very beginning i'm sure you've heard it by now but but just to reiterate again we are doing a lot of content i know some people hate the c word i do too during the t- 2023 sag after and wga strikes we just want to make it known without the writers or the actors involved who are currently striking none of this stuff would would exist and we want to honor and acknowledge their contributions while continuing to talk about the work because you know we're not affiliate in any way affiliated with any of the studios we're not making any money off of this so so like going with the sag after and wga guidelines what we're doing should be fine but we just wanted to pay a little extra homage to them just to show our our support even though we're talking about some past and present struck work yeah pay um, your writers pay your actors Absolutely. Pay Give them their benefits. They deserve yeah. it. Absolutely. 100%. I see, a lot of, I see a lot of people acting like all writers and actors are multi-millionaires. And really, and that, couldn't, really that couldn't be further from the truth. It really, it really couldn't. You've seen seeing the graphic go around. sag after requires $26,000 a year to be made to qualify for health insurance. 87% of sag after members do not qualify. So 87% of SAG-AFTRA members make less than $26,000 a year, which is abhorrent and says really more about that business and, and how poorly the actors are getting paid than anything else. So, yeah. So, but with that, with, with, with that being said, we have Star Wars opinions for, we have five Star Wars opinion questions that we're going to ask each other. Should make a, a fun episode, just a laid back fun little episode right here. Yeah. Jacob, why don't you go first with your first opinionated question? All right. Jumping right in. What's a Star Wars video game, Eli, that you think needs to be made? I feel like we've done similar questions to this before, but it's always a good question to revisit. I- I'm going to go outside of my traditional answer, which is just a KOTOR for the main saga. 
because I think that would be super fun. Um, like a like a turn based kind of style game, lore heavy game, style game for the main saga. That would be very cool. I think it'd be really really cool. I'll go with. You know, here's what I'm going to go with. I think that Respawn, after Respawn finishes the third Jedi game, I think what they should start working on is another game like the like the Jedi games, except for it should center around a different character. Because already in the Jedi games, the Jedi games, especially the first one, especially Fallen Order, which we'll get to in the next season of Star Wars in the Galaxy, is a lot about splunking. It's a lot about exploring old tombs and old wreckages. And, and Survivor is a little bit, but not as much. My point with that was going to be, and is going to be, that they've proven themselves to be worthy of tackling those sort of like Tomb Raider-esque games. If only we had a character in Star Wars that was famous for exploring old ruins and excavating old sites. Mm. Respawn, <laughs> please, I beg you, make a game about everybody's favorite hapless doctor, Shelly Lona Afra. I want a Dr. Afra game. Respawn, get on it. Doctor, a Dr. Afra game would be sick. Or a Fee, like a Fee Genoa type Fee, of thing Fee as Genoa well. Fee Genoa fantastic. Put, put Fee Genoa in there. She's also, the, she loves her artifacts as well. Fee can make an appearance in the Afra, Afra game. There's no reason why those two can't cross. Yeah. Except for if something happens to Fee in season three, which I think is very unlikely, actually. Yeah, well, we will see. They wouldn't we just see. on the sites. But yeah, that's my that my answer is a is a Doctor Afra game. Uh, I think that'd be very fun. I think there there's a lot of cool stuff you can do with that game. You could even even frankly, even adapting a run of the comic, an arc of the comic into a video game, I think would be or several arcs from the video game, the comics in the video game would be super fun. Discovering the Spark Eternal from this this most recent run, or the stuff with the Order of Spectu. Or, you know, any, or the Rings of Veil from earlier in the after run, this after run, I think would be really interesting and I think would be just so much fun to play. I feel like Afra is one of those characters where, you know, all of her stuff has, of course, so far been in books and comics, mostly comics. Yeah. And how we haven't seen her on on the big screen on either the big screen or the small screen or even the or, or even in a video game is kind of outrageous to me and you know we have to acknowledge the fact that it's because you know she 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 is of asian descent and a lesbian like I, I i really do think that's the reason we haven't seen her on screen is because because she's so popular in the books and comics but hasn't made the jump yet you mean yeah mm. no and and because she's she's a she's a she's clearly supposed to be an asian coded character and a lesbian mm, i um, see yeah so i i think that the the big wigs at disney probably would shoot down anything with that because they think it's too risky which is stupid but that's another topic yeah well hopefully one day soon hopefully one day soon i'm, I'm really hoping for uh, for an afro show or a game or something like that that would be awesome that'll be very awesome i agree what what what's your pitch? Actually, I think I know your pitch, but what's your? Do pitch? you know you know the bit version or the serious version? Okay, I so picture, I beg your pardon. I wasn't aware there was a difference. There was a difference. So, picture this: it's the waning days of the Clone Wars. 
maybe after the rise of the empire, maybe before the revenge of the Sith. I'm not quite sure. It doesn't really matter. Picture this. An abandoned B-1 battle droid. A clone trooper who deserted his legion. An unlikely romance. <laughs> Just like Lando in L337. That's the bit version. And there's there's 30 minute long, 30 minute long, unskippable cutscenes filled with erotic tension where the, the clone is working to fix the, the malfunctions and broken broken antenna and, and photoreceptors and whatnot on the droid. In all seriousness, I think that Eli and I have been playing a lot of Jedi Survivor lately. And I really love the immersion that that game brings. Just the level of detail, of beauty, of richness in that environment. And I would love to see that playstyle be brought to the Clone Wars era, which is one of my favorite eras of Star Wars, and combine that with one of my favorite things in Star Wars, B-1 battle droids and clone troopers. I think it would be super cool. That is all. So... So in all seriousness, it wouldn't be like a steamy slash it fiction wouldn't be steamy, style. It would be the same story, basically. It would be the same story, and then min minus all the steamy slash fiction-esque crazy stuff that I, okay. that I joke about. All right, okay, so, but you're but you're still like the unlikely friendship between a clone trooper and a B1 Battledroid. Yeah, I just think that would be nice. Hashtag Battledroid Society. <laughs> Hashtag Battledroid Society, I think that's a, that's a very interesting idea. All right, so as we all, as we both know, as we all know, our third edition of the From a Certain Point of View series is coming out. Our third book in the From a Certain Point of View series is coming out. I believe it got pushed. I believe it's October. No, it's August. It'll be out by the end of this month, by the time we put this out. From a Certain Point of View, Return of the Jedi, covering 40 characters from the Star Wars universe. Um, we have a bunch of them here, and we don't, and, and we have we have a bunch of them already done, and like already revealed that we know, but there's there are quite a few that we don't. I guess so. So my question would, would is going to be: if you could write a story for from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi, who would you write it? Again? Who would you write it about? Oh wow, that is a great question. There's a lot of there's a lot of options. I think maybe. I'm not sure. Do we know how how Leia stole all of Bausch's stuff, his whole outfit and everything? Forces of Destiny. Okay, I have not seen Forces of Destiny. I assume it's canon. It's canon. I think it would be really funny to see a story of Bausch, you know, if he gets bonked on the head or, or, or sedated or whatever, him just coming to and just, like, lo losing his shit. The story of Bausch after oh Leia stole his shit. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That's kind of that's kind of taking yeah. the that, that's kind of no no. I would love to see a story about size noodles. Kristen Baber's writing that one. Good. Because I, I should, she, I should, I, I should let I, me just clarify something. Size noodles is also in the Clone Wars. She's kind of zeros. She's zeros, zeros flame in the Clone Wars, right? That's also size yeah. noodles. Yeah. Yeah. So she has a long history of working the huts. And huts are huts are very smart. They're known for thinking very far ahead. It's hard to to it's hard to play a hut like a violin, and that's exactly what Sias Noodles did with Zero. So I would have loved I would love to see what was she cooking up with Chaba. 
yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna pivot you again because I was going to read the ones we already know, and I was going to say like other than those. Oh, okay, yeah, go for it. So we know we have Saladin Ahmed is writing a Malakili story. Charlie Jane Anders is writing a story about the Sarlacc. Lovie Blake is writing a story about Palpatine. Kristen Baver about Sice Noodles. Mike Chen about Anakin Skywalker. Adam Christopher about Enric Pride. Alex Jennings about Obi Wan Kenobi. Mary Kenny about Wicket about Wicket, and Fran Wild about Mon Mothma. So, other than those, who would you pick? Gosh, I don't know. There's so many options. Maybe Nine Numb. You know, nine numbs story. Numb Maybe story. That's a really is he too idea. much of a main character? I don't think I so. Don't... I don't think so. If 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 they're doing Palpatine and Obi Wan Kenobi, I don't think Nine Numb is too yeah. much of a main character. So I, yeah, then I think that's totally valid. Nine Numb, Nine Numb. You know. Yeah. By the way, I'm a big I'm a big fan of selections. If because I I bet Nine Numb is going to be in this book again. We don't know who, so you know we're counting it now. But whoever writes that story. Try to call it somebody something else than comfortably numb. Try to. I dare you. They're not gonna call it that. They should though. They should. That would be that would be funny. They sh- it, it's right there. It is that would be literally right there. My pick. My pick is going to be a a wild card pick, a a strange pick, an out of left field pick. This is a question that stumped our, our good friend Buck O'Brien on Epic Confrontations. Oh. But I do love this character, and not just because I got to stump I got to stump Buck with it. I'm sorry about that, Buck. Legitimately, I do like this character. He's a guy named he's a he's a little frog guy, rapper Toonie. At Java's Palace. Oh. Uh, he's in the he's in the Max Rebo band. He plays this like harmonica called the Grody Har- Harmonique. And I want to believe that, like, like Max, he, like his band leader, he survives the destruction of the Sarlacc. Uh, not, not the Sarlacc, of, of the Sail Barge. Once upon a time, I will say this, once upon a time, my idea was to write an Ochi story for this. But that wouldn't actually, like, the story I actually had in my mind about Ochi, which I actually did write a little bit of, was sh- shamelessly retconned by Shadow of the Sith, and Adam Christopher wrote it wrote the story of how Ochi came in league with the Sith after Return of the Jedi like 10 times better than I could ever hope to. So I'm totally fine giving that up. But but yeah, Rapper Toonie, I'll pull it up, Jacob, this guy. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I just had another idea. Okay. I can't remember. I can't remember their name. The droid whose job it is. EV nine four nine. The droid whose job it is. Ninety nine. EV ninety nine. Yeah. The droid whose job it is to torture other droids. Yeah, EV ninety nine. What is going through that droid's head? Are they being forced to do that? Do they take like some twisted, sick pleasure in it? I would love to see that. I think it's all programming. I think that's the idea. Is it's all programming. But yeah. but but EV nine an EV ninety nine story is is interesting too, yeah. Especially now that EV ninety nine in the Mandalorian because we see that EV ninety nine survived the sail barge explosion in the Mandalorian, and is now a bartender at Chalman's Cantina, where it is being voiced now 
by Mark Hamill. Oh wow! So, it, it, like I like if a person writes the story of EB ninety nine, which I hope they will for for from a certain point of view, Return of the Jedi. I dare them not to put put Mark Hamill in reference in there because I feel like it's just too perfect. Like even this, like something about Luke, maybe something. If they want to be really cheeky, they could add a like have EB ninety nine say a line that the animated Joker says. I think that'd be really cheeky. That would that would be that would be amazing. That would, that would be incredible. <laughs> so that would be that that that'd be so much fun. All right, question number two for you. Eli, what is the most underrated Star Wars fan ship? That kind of ship, not spaceship. Yeah, no, I, it's funny because you had a question about that kind of ship, and I had a question. I have actually a question later about spaceships. Oh, perfect! Uh, it's like we're switching. We're switching what we usually talk about. Yeah, we sw- we are switching <laughs> places today. Well, Finn Poe is not underrated, and it's one of the only ones I actually believe in. Sparks were flying in the Force Awakens, man. Spark, sparks were definitely flying a few. I'd few, say in all three. Scenes. I'd say in all three myself. I like. I liked Cal Trilla from Fallen Order, but mm. that didn't happen because Trilla spoilers kind of died, and and now Cal Marin is a thing. So that's and I'm fine with Cal Marin, and that's 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 whatever for me. I'll say that I get like. I'm very intrigued. I wouldn't call myself a shipper of the ship, but I think I'm intrigued by the idea of the ship, which is armor or bow. Oh. Because what intrigues you about that? Just like, well, first of all, I like. I, I guess it's like just like the idea of like. It's really like people were pointing out that there were there was like if if you read it a certain way, there was a weird sexual undertone to. Bo-Katan Kreese, remove your helmet. That seems like a little bit of a reach, but okay. No, Within I, the realm of shipping and, and Star Wars and yes, various and, lenses, I under I understand. Yeah. I understand where been, that's coming been, from. There have been there have been bigger reaches. Hey, if you're if you're shipping characters, you're kind of you're usually in the business of reaching a little bit. And that's okay. Yeah. That's 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 that, half the fun. That's that's fine. And and you know, ship who you want to. We don't, we, we, we don't, we're not presidents against ships here. I, I may not like a specifically popular Star Wars ship, and I don't think Jacob does either, but all to, all, all kudos to those people who want to ship those two characters' motions this way on my screen. But yeah, my underrated, I would, I would say bow and armor, but I'm open to other stuff too. What what would yours be? I'm almost freaking out. What would yours and be? Callus. Who? Zeb and Callus. I don't think that's underrated at all. I think that's one of the. You don't think so? No, I think. You, you hear people talking about that? Yeah, I do. Maybe I'm not plugged into ship Twitter and ship. Twitter, yeah, no, Star I, Wars I, Twitter I, I, internet the, stuff. But... The, I think after Raylo and Finpo, I think they're the one I hear people talk about the most. Honestly. Wow. Maybe Dinbo as well, but I don't think Dinbo would work myself, but that's just me. This is me finding out I'm not as special and unique as I thought I was. Wow. Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a great ship. You know, it's it is a great, great ship, ship, and I'll you give know, it to I, you. I, and that, that final scene in Family Reunion and Farewell, that, that was so, such a nice, like, ship or, or ship or no ship, 
that was such a good moment to see, you know, Zeb and Callus going to Lyra's son together. That really, oh, absolutely. That was a really, a, I, that was really a tearjerker. Yeah, also, I, don't, I don't really have any other ships in mind, so I'm just going to stick with that. I, I'll also add in another mention of this one, which is we don't know that this is that this is a this has actually happened, but like based on some context clues, we know we know about this Lando. We know he had a daughter. We don't know who his spouse was, but he he was he was getting close in the book Last Shot with a Twi'lek woman. I forget what Kasha Batin, Kasha Batin, who, and we don't know that she's Gadara's mother, the mother of Lando's daughter, but it makes sense that she would be. And Shadow of the Sith very delicately danced around who Land Lando's partner and who Kadara's mother was. I think because it probably, I, I think because Christopher was probably told or just wanted to leave that to another project. But I want to see Lando. I want to see who Lando settles down with. I actually have another answer. It's not exactly a ship, but yeah. the, conspir- the conspiracy theory that he is Satine and Obi-Wan's son is hilarious to me, and I love it. And I fully believe it. Maybe not fully, but I, I want to believe. All right. I will say that. <laughs> All right. Okay. No, yeah, Eli has it. no. Eli, you have no comment. I just don't. I just don't think it's true. <laughs> I just don't. Maybe think not. It's, <laughs> it's funny though. It's a it's fun a theory. I just don't think it's true. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, my second question, right? Yes, sir. What location would you like to see in Star again in Star Wars, and how would you want it further explored? Oh gosh, that is a very broad. Wow, I. You can go in a lot of directions with that one. Wow. Let me just, gosh, let me think for a minute. I guess I'm talking, gosh, I said gosh, location, gosh. I meant planet. planet. Yeah, no, I, I understand it. Oh, man. Me too. Oh, my God. I just kind of have a crazy idea. So you know how there's two different kind of versions of Kessel? You know, because in Legends, Kessel is an, an asteroid that has a thin atmosphere created by artificial air factories. And then in, in canon, in Star Wars Rebels, we saw that Kessel is one side of the planet is a rich, lush jungle with, with ro- dotted with royal palaces. And then the other side is a smoggy wasteland of giant spice mine pits and, and processing plants, which was kind of how George Lucas originally described it in his notes. It'd be cool to see something centered on Kessel, maybe describing potentially a story in which for some reason for some reason maybe they just start excavating giant chunks of Kessel or Kessel gets maybe there's some kind of super weapon or or something happens and we see the canon Kessel turn into the Legends Kessel. Or maybe just the Legends you know? Kessel is an asteroid that like is a piece of debris that revolves around. Yeah or something like that you know because I really am a fan of when they I am a fan of when canon authors writers directors whoever showrunners I am a big fan of when they kind of use can use legends ideas 
old EU stuff, you know, characters, places, ideas, any anytime that they kind of take inspiration and, and pay homage to the old EU, it makes me really happy. And I think that this would be a cool way to kind of merge the two a little bit. You know, if it's a super weapon that tears off big chunks of Kessel, kind of turning it from a planet into an asteroid and the core kind of refreezes or or like you said, there's actually a moon of Kessel that's like an asteroid moon, like Mars has asteroid moons or something. You know, I, I think there's potential there. So that just popped in my head, but I'm gonna say Kessel. What about so, you? Fine, I was thinking of mine. That's a good answer with Kessel. I was thinking of mine while you were explaining Kessel. And I just think that Tatooine, I'm just joking. I'm that was a joke. <laughs> I'm not I, I I we're gonna see a new side of Tatooine in, in Outlaws. I hope I hope Book of Boba comes back. We'll see a new side of Tatooine in that, but who knows? We'll we'll see a lot more Tatooine. Here's my dark horse pick. Mm. Zanbar. Oh, okay. Tell me more. So, I don't think you're getting. I I don't think you know where Zanbar is, do you? I don't know where. Okay, I'll explain it to you. You don't have to look it up. You don't have to look it up. I'll explain it to you. Okay, explain me Zanbar. Zanbar is the planet that Darth Maul based his forces, based the Shadow Collective forces off of when they were getting ready to take over Mandalore. And then where he retreated them back to after he lost Mandalore, after he, like, got his ass kicked by Darth Sidious. Where do we see Zanbar appear? TCW a few episodes, and then the Son of Dathomir comic a few issues. Mm, Oh, the Son of Dathomir. But it's mostly TCW. It's in two episodes of TCW. It's in Eminence and Shades of Reason. But... I it's it's apparently it's like it, well actually it's not a planet it's a moon but it's like apparently like a, a both a mountainous planet and a swamp planet which I think is interesting and also like I like the idea you know we've been we've been exploring this idea a lot lately in canon of like the force leaving traces you know like people being able to sense where the force has been or where major events revolving around the force have been used you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Like, like when, like when Leia steps into the Naboo Royal Palace in that one comic, and then is able to sense through the Force the duel of the fates as she walks through the hallways. Like she's able to get a Force memory of that, even yeah, though yeah, yeah. she was born way after that. I think it'd be interesting if Luke or Leia or somebody, maybe even go go even further into the future, maybe put Ray there, gets like learns about what the Shadow Collective is and learns about Maul's twisted plan to wrest the galaxy from Sidious and it's into his own control. Maybe there are some still some Shadow Collective holdouts, maybe like a few members of Black Sun, a few members of the Pikes, you know, whatever it may be, a few members of Death Watch still there. Like, I think that would be an interesting storytelling like idea to go back to Xanbar. That could be very cool. That could be very cool. I'm I'm just a sucker for a lot of old ruins of stuff, so I I think that's that's where I that's where I drew that one from. That'd but be great. Dark, no, that would be great. Fair Dark enough. Horse pick Zanbar. But go ahead with your third question. Okay. Search in your memory, Eli. Do you have any any take, any prediction, any opinion that you had or you espoused in previous months, years, whenever about Star Wars? that you think aged really poorly. Oh, I have so many of those. Tell me about them. Let's see. 
I'll say, look, they're going you're telling me they're going to put a character who has appeared in a few chapters of a book trilogy in The Mandalorian who who 99% of Star Wars fans have never heard of. Give me a break. They would never put Cobb Vanth in The Mandalorian. And have someone like Timothy Oliphant play him? That's ridiculous. That's one of the that's one of the craziest ideas I've ever that would literally never happen. Whoops. You know, I, I, I've talked recently about my bad batch, end of Bad Batch season two predictions that just ended all terribly. I can't imagine o O'Shea Jackson Jr. turning down the chance to being in Star Wars again and reprising Colin Broken, his character from the Obi-Wan Kenobi series, in Jedi Survivor or Andor. I, I thought both of those were pretty likely to happen. And neither of them did. Let's see, yeah. Rogan and Andor Kenobi. No Cobb Vanth and Mando. Let's see. Rogu is going to get shot by the end of Mandalorian season two because of the armor. And now he's got double doubly armored. I still think he's going to get shot, but I thought it was going to be a lot quicker of a payoff. Oh, Din's going to be Mandalore. Din's going to be Mandalore is another one. Yeah, there, there are quite a few of them. I Sometimes with predictions, I get things right. Most of the time, I don't. I'd say I get things right maybe two three times out of ten that's better than me for the most part but for my for my answer to this question here i have i actually have some notes yeah i have some notes that sorry, i had written of like a long episode i beg your pardon sorry i said sorry i like kind of just rattled a laundry list no, of it's great it's perfect this is something i wrote i can't remember exactly when i wrote it it's in, I can't remember exactly when I wrote it. It's in my notes document for for our podcast. This is from a couple of years ago. I don't really like the Bad Batch. They're all incredibly generic. Hunter has no character. Wrecker is the big guy that breaks stuff. The smart dude is smart, and Crosshair is the edgy, cool guy. There is absolutely no way that they're strong enough to lead their own show. That is what I wrote. Whoops. And that is what I thought. And I couldn't be happier to be more I couldn't be happier to be wrong because I mean the bad batch the bad batch really slapped in my opinion. It, the bad it, batch it, really it's, slapped. it's really slapping. Here's another one for, for, for you. Here's another one for you. Oh, they're making a sequel to Jedi Fallen Order. I'm sure that'll be all right, I guess. Like, I don't think it'll be anything great, like I hope it'll be better, but like I, I don't, I don't think it'll be anything groundbreaking. Cut to Jedi Survivor is probably my favorite story of this year. Sometimes it's good to be wrong. Oh, absolutely! A yeah. lot of the time, actually, a lot of the time, it's good to be wrong. Absolutely. So we're on to my third one right now, right? Yes, we are. All right. So you know about. The, the one of our biggest Star Wars releases of next year that I do know we're going to get, which is Star Wars Outlaws. The new video game coming from Ubisoft, taking place between Empire and Return of the Jedi, following our rookie scoundrel, Kay Vess. Kay is a rookie scout, a smuggler, making her way through the galaxy in the time between, in the year between Empire and Return of the Jedi. This is going on between during the time of the the soul the kira trilogy of soul comics 
where the where the crime syndicates fueled by Crimson Dawn are kind of all fighting each other and everything's a mess. The Empire can't really deal with any of the crime syndicates because it's too busy dealing with a rebellion who are closer to winning than they ever have been before. We know that, so it's going to be our first ever open world Star Wars game in canon. We know that Tatooine's going to be in it. We know that Jabba and the Huts are going to be in it. We know that the Pikes are going to be in it, and they're going to have a base on a new planet called Toshara. We know that the Ashiga clan, which is a new crime syndicate, is going to be in it. They have a base set up on the planet of Kajimi. And we think we saw Kentonica and its major city of Canto Bight there, but we don't have that confirmed yet. Kay is going to be venturing out with her pet Nyx, who I think is a new species that I can't remember what the name is, but who basically is going to act like the BD-1 of Outlaws. Mm, um, and a reprogrammed commando droid called MND-5, which is wearing a trench coat, because why not? <laughs> yeah, so that's, that, that's, that's a basic overview of Outlaws. I guess my question, my, my question was going to be, what deep cut lore reference, like what deep cut like lore surprise would you want to see in Outlaws? Given the time period, given like the subject matter, given that like basically you're going to be kicking jobs from various crimes and it gets and all that kind of stuff. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of my own. Oh, gosh. What deep cut like super nerdy reference do you want to be in there? Because they've done stuff like that in Battlefront in both Jedi games. I'm trying to think what mine would be. You know, being a Rebels fan, I have to say it would make my day to see us running a mission for Vijago or as Morrigan. Either one of those two. Good, I, that, that'd be a good in reference, actually. Either one of those like, slimy dudes good. would be, that, would be really a, awesome. That'd be a damn good idea. You're a real rebel, you're a real rebels fan if you if you if you think about Vijago and As Morgan, because they were only in the early seasons too. They weren't they weren't even in the seasons that really got popping, you know? They were really Was Vijago not in season three or four? I think he pops up a little bit, but both of them are mainly in season one. Let's see. I'm 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 just looking myself. Vijago. Oh no, he's like he pops up quite a bit in season four. Really? He's in more of season four than he is in season one or two, actually. Are you sh- are you sure about that? Yes, I'm very sure about that. Yes. Maybe a number of episodes. I can't imagine in screen time he's in more of season four. Number of episodes. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I guess in I guess he does appear I, on in the liberation of Lothal that arc. That's true, yeah. actually. Let's see. What am I gonna? I think. Yeah. What, what am I? That's gonna, fair enough, actually. What am I gonna pull in here? Let's see what part of like the underworld would I pull in here? Thinking of like the time. Oh my god! Oh my god! This would be crazy. Here we go. Are you ready for this one? Kay mm-hmm. is getting a contact of hers in, in in the outer rim, who she's talking to about some like data she's trying to find or something like that. And then a group of stormtroopers say ambush ambushes them. And, you know, they're blasting away at them, but, you know, it, the group's getting bigger and all that kind of stuff. And suddenly her contact, who's this guy with, like, like very big locks of black hair, pulls out a lightsaber and starts deflecting away. And we realize that she's talking to Quinlan Voss. Oh. 
who survived Order 66, as we know he did. And that would be a confirmation that Quinlan made it into the time of, of the original trilogy. Like, now, then he could join Luke's Jedi Order, assuming he survives the game. Like, Quinlan Voss. That's what I want. Quinlan Voss in Star Wars Outlaws. Mark. That would be sick. That would be sick. Yeah, Quinlan Voss. All right. Go with your go with your number four. My number four questions. We have Galaxy's Edge twice. We also have Disneyland Shanghai, Tokyo Disney, Disneyland Paris, and Hong Kong Disneyland, to name a few other Disney parks. What other planet or setting from Star Wars deserve to ha- deserves to have a little theme park love? Other than Batu. Other than Batu. Even though they probably won't ever do that. Yeah. What if you could? What would you do? I'm trying to think because I because I'm trying I I'd want it to be a bit more of a mainstay planet because I'd want to see like more of that stuff I guess. I would say let's see. Because we want somewhere with like a city, but like not too much. You know what I mean? Like there's a delicate balancing act, balancing act, and. In, in choosing one of these things, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. I'm gonna go with in many ways, Batu is a great location for it because it has everything that you're looking for in that one. You know what? I'm looking at the solo poster of mine that I have right here. Corellia. Mm, that would be interesting. I mean, we already go to Corellia in a mission on in Galaxy's Edge, so that actually makes a lot of sense if you think about it. It does, yeah. Yeah, I'd say Corellia. What would you go? Man, that that's a that's a hard question again. I didn't really think about this for myself very much. I think Cor- Coruscant would be really fun. You could have some kind of crazy. I don't know if you wanted to get really crazy, you could try and do a whole like only twenty one and up, you know, a whole like bar alcohol nightclub out, outlander club type of, outlander type club. of vibe yeah. you know maybe mm-hmm. lift the maybe lift the lift the rule against adults in cosplay on disney properties please disney please although i understand why they have that rule i think that could that could be interesting but in a more realistic note maybe Corellia would be an interesting one maybe naboo or alderaan but I think Batu is a is a really good was and is a really good choice because it covers all the bases of things that you're expecting in it. It's that Star Wars vibe. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think Cor I I I thought of Coruscant. It's just like I don't, I I don't know. It just seemed a too, bit too big of a city for me. Yeah, they would have to do some really. They would they would have to do a lot of hardcore building and also really put to you really use all the force perspective use every force perspective trick in the book if they want to get if they want to get some Coruscant going. Yeah, that's what I was. That's what I was thinking. I mean, Corellia isn't easy either, but I think it's a bit easier. I think anything's a bit easier than yeah. Coruscant. Or you could do you could always do the. I mean, you could always do the Coruscant underworld. You know, just put the whole thing inside. Probably yeah. make it smell really bad. Like random gas leaks and and pipes shooting steam, you know. Yeah. There's always that option, although people might not like that very much. I yeah, wouldn't like that thing. very much. Like making it enjoyable for people. <laughs> We're proving what we shouldn't be imagineers right now. 
<laughs> Coruscant Underworld, the only Disney park where everything is supposed to suck all the time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here's my next question for you. Are you ready for this one? Lay it on me. Uh. So you know you don't you haven't you don't know as much about this as I have because you got off of here a long time ago. But you know that that in recent times Twitter was purchased for $40 billion for some reason by Elon Musk. I think um, we know what the reason was. He wanted to use it as his own personal political tool. And marketing tool and yeah, all that kind of stuff. I never, and yeah. yeah. One of the biggest changes he put is that now it's now a verified blue checkmark on that platform. Instead of just being granted to you after an application process, it will be given to everybody over a million followers, or you can be under a million followers if you pay $9.99 a month for Twitter Blue with new features. And, you know, it, it's a statement if you pay for that verification check. You know, some people have legitimate reasons, but let's be honest, I think most of the people who, who, who pay for it are supporters of Elon Musk, and we don't have a super favorable view of Elon Musk and his Twitter takeover on this show. So I wanted to ask you, which Star Wars characters do you think would pay for Twitter Blue? Which Star Wars characters would pay for Twitter Blue? Oh my gosh. Yeah. What a fantastic question. Gosh, let me just, let me just, I'm going to pull up Galaxy of Heroes, just run through my roster to, to refresh my memory of all the characters that there are in Star Wars. Who would pay for Twitter Blue? Gosh, that is a good off the bat, I think would Moth. I feel like Moth Gideon might pay for Twitter Blue. Sure, you don't think so? That's a good pick, honestly. I think Moth Gideon would pay for Twitter Blue. I think Darth Vader would definitely not pay for it. Darth Vader is not on Twitter. I'm not sure. I if think on Twitter, or not on Twitter, but like I'm just thinking, like yeah, Moth Gideon. I think General Grievous. General Grievous. Oh, don't put that on Grimace. He doesn't have time for Twitter. He doesn't have time for Twitter? He doesn't have time. What about IG88? IG88 would be a heavy Twitter user, but sure, he wouldn't, I, I he wouldn't pay. He, I, I feel like he wouldn't pay for it. Neither would... Maybe La would, La would Lando? No, Lando's not Lando. that. Man, who would pay for Twitter Blue? It's the type of person. The type of person. Oh, I know who pays for Twitter Blue. Gosh, all the... Tarkin. Tarkin probably pays for Twitter Blue. Yeah, he probably does. Gosh, who else? Rampart definitely does. Ram, yeah, Admiral Rampart pays for Twitter Blue. Who's the really the stuck up the the one from Rebels, the Admiral from Rebels? I can't remember his name right now. What did you say? Constantine. Yeah, Admiral Const Admiral Constantine definitely play pays for Twitter Blue. Yeah, he definitely pays for that checkmark. I'm gonna say Con Sid. Constantine and Tarkin are most likely Sid. to pay for Sid. I don't know if Sid would pay for Twitter Blue. Sid would play pay for Twitter Blue. Come you on. think so? Yeah, okay. I think so. I think I think that's it. I think that's it. I don't know DJ, who else would pay for Twitter. DJ Blue. would pay for Twitter Blue. DJ would pay for Twitter Blue. Actually, DJ is the one I'm most confident on of all of these. DJ would pay for Twitter Blue. That's the one I I feel most confident about. Actually, like not even close. All right, what is your? I feel like Mace Mace. No hate. No hate to Mace Windu. I love Mace Windu. But he has paying for Twitter blue potential in my eyes. I mean, I. I don't, he try to convince himself. It's like, no, I I need to pay for Twitter blue because I. I don't I want to incur the wrath of the dark Jedi on this show anymore. I need people to know it's actually me. 
And I say that as someone who loves Mace Windu. I, I don't want to think he will. Wrath of the Dark Jedi any more than I already do on this show, but I tend to agree with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Monday Sorry. definitely would be a Sorry, character. Jared. I love Mace Windu, Jared. It's Eli who hates Mace Windu. Don't come after me. <laughs> Yadi Mundi would use Twitter Blue. Yeah, probably. I bet a lot of the Jedi Council would probably use Twitter Blue, honestly. Madam Jocasta. Jocasta. Love her. Jocasta wouldn't use Twitter Blue. Yeah, Here's another question. Here's another question in the same vein. Who would pay for... Are you familiar with the concept of Reddit gold? Yeah, I, I think I'm a little less familiar than you are. Can you can you give me a refresher on it? So I, I used to I used to be on Reddit. So basically you can buy Reddit coins and use those to give out awards to posts where it'll put a little gold or silver kind of badge next to the post. Basically just to show that you really liked it. So I'm not really again, it's one of those things where you're not really sure what the point is, but the company uses it to make money and for some reason people seem really into it. Yeah. As far as I understand. Yeah. So for me, like Reddit gold is a little, it is like much less sinister than. It's much, I think it's much less sinister, but it's possibly even more pointless. I mean, I mean, the, the idea of being verified is not exactly pointless. It's been turned pointless because of the pay to pay to play aspect of it now. Yeah. Dex. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, you you may be right. X would do that for sure. Who who, who, were you, who are you gonna say? Maybe zero the hut. Yeah, probably bored, bored, sitting on bored, sitting at in his palace. He probably, he probably browses the interwebs. Oh, now, I'm, now I'm thinking of all the different Star Wars characters saying thanks for the gold kind stranger or Star Wars character voice. I can't. Thank Moving you for on. all the gold kind stranger. Do not kill Jabo. God do love oh, God. Oh, Dude, Zero, Zero is so funny. He's underrated. He was the out, he was kind of the outcast of the Hut, the Hut clan. So No, that's that's Ranky, but we'll we'll get to him. Oh. I guess. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, moving on moving on on your final question oh it's my question yep which jedi would you want to be trained by if you were a padawan yeah so we're we're, so we're going with any era from this one any era you can pick who who would be a good teacher any canonicity canon legends doesn't matter all right okay go for it well I'm just gonna again start a laundry list. Gungeon. That's a good pick. Ray. Mm. Qui Gon. Ray. Ahsoka Tano. Mm. Good pick. Plocoon. Oh, Plocoon. Plocoon's a good pick. I do love. I do, I do love Plocoon. Avar Fritz. Mm. Oh, that is. She's the main character of the High Republic. I do need to get around to reading those books because uh, I just I just basically told on myself. <laughs> Avar Chris going to legends, flashing to legends, I would go Kyle Katarn. I would go somebody like Johon Athone from the Bane trilogy. Or his master, Lord Hoth. Oh, Lord Hoth. Of course. 
I would also I I'd also go with somebody like Quinlan Boss, actually. Anybody who anybody who who's loyal to the like the spirit of the Jedi Order, but not necessarily the code that will do what they need to do, but ultimately carry those carries those principles within their heart. Who would you go with? That's a good question. I think I think this is something that I that I that I do think I think a lot about the importance of having the right teacher and the right mentor. You know, as someone who has gone through, you know, I've I have I have learning I have learning differences, I have hidden learning disabilities. So, I think that has made me very acutely aware of the importance of a good teacher. With that in mind, I think I think Qui Gon or Legends Luke are picks i would I actually would agree good. with you with 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 legends luke is a uh, legends luke is a great one because i too would like to be trained by a gary stew <laughs> i think that there are people who you know they would be more accepting and and adaptive to you know different learning styles and the different needs of their of their apprentices as opposed to someone as much as i as much as i love him as a character as opposed to someone like obi-wan who maybe isn't really equipped to 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 adapt to someone whose needs are very different from his own yeah those are my those are my picks i do want legends luke i don't want i don't want a luke that's gonna randomly try and kill me in my sleep it wasn't random but that's well, that's one thing that i don't want i i wouldn't want luke either yeah i wouldn't want canon luke either but that's because Again, with the hindsight of of like he he again he, he's he, he's just a bit buying too much into his own hype of being yeah. Skywalker, and we saw how that how much that messed up not only Ben but I would argue the rest of his order as well actually. Oh yeah, for sure, hundred percent. But yeah, but those are our lists. And final question from me: What are your favorite Star? What's your favorite Star Wars space battle? And then like, what are your favorite? Just generally, what are your favorite Star Wars space battles? Favorite Star Wars space battles. Yeah. Can I say all of them? <laughs> no, you cannot say all of okay, them. Okay, let me try and think of some. I think... God, that's such a good... Oh, man. Favorite Star Wars space battles. I love space battles. I love the ships in Star Wars. I love the vehicles. I'm ship and vehicle guy. That's kind of my thing. I'm going to say... Oh, my gosh. I don't even know where to start. I... Obviously, I think this the Battle of the Second Death Star or the Battle of Endor, just the spectacle and the intensity of that one on the big screen is pretty remarkable. I think the Battle of Coruscant as well, you know, the opener there with the the tranquility and the quiet of just seeing just seeing Obi-Wan and Anakin's starfighters hanging in the sky, and then you pan down and it's just absolute chaos. That is amazing as well. I will also say, from the uh, the Clone Wars has some pretty amazing ones. I think the, the the episode Cat and Mouse in season two of the Clone Wars, where Anakin is at the helm of this experimental cloaked Corvette ship, and he's going up against Admiral Trench's blockade of Christophsis, and it's this whole kind of yeah, it's a cat and mouse game. It's very, it's very influenced by you know submarine warfare and a lot of the 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 tropes and beats from various various submarine warfare movies like Hunt for Red October which is one of my favorite movies i think that is that is absolutely phenomenal i can't remember which episode of the clone wars this is 
the one where Anakin puts ATTEs on asteroids. I believe that to is, flank Grievous's ships. That is just that is just so fun. I believe that is downfall of a droid, but I'm not sure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it's downfall of a droid. There's so many good ones in the Clone Wars, especially I could go on, but those are my those are my favorites off the top of my head. Second Death Star, Coruscant, Cat and Mouse, and Downfall of a Droid. I, I'd say Coruscant is one of mine. I would go Coruscant, Exegol. Oh, uh, Exegol. Naboo. I know that's technically in Exegol is technically in a planet's atmosphere, but I don't care. Naboo is definitely one in Phantom Menace. I was gonna go with there was another one I was thinking of. Oh, I would go with, if we're including Legends, which I'm going to in this case, I would go with the battle between the Jedi and the Sith armies over Terrace in mm. the beginning of KOTOR 1 is a thrilling one. Let's see. That's another one I, I'd say. I'd say the, I, I'd say, even though it's not the main part of the plot, the battle above that moon, of that unknown moon in part six of Obi-Wan Kenobi is pretty great before Obi-Wan realizes he has to sacrifice himself, but with the Vader thing with with the Grand Inquisitor and all that kind of stuff. I, I think that, that that space battle is great in, in part six of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um mm. I think we do need more space battles. It's weird that I'm the one saying that, but <laughs> canon. I love space battles. Can't get enough of them. But but I think we do need some more good ones, some more big on fleet on fleet action. But yeah, I think those that's my pick for this one. I think that is going to be it for this episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy, unless you have anything else. Next week. Next week, let's see. So next week is going to be... So this is going out on the 11th. Next week, I think we're going to take a break. I think we're going to... Actually, no, wait. No, next week, yeah. I think we might take a break maybe next week. There's a possibility that next week we will be starting off season 15 of Star Wars in the Galaxy, which will be the first 40 minutes of Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. But it also might be a break week. I don't know at this point, but we will update you on the In a Galaxy Twitter at In a Galaxy Pod on all platforms. Listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts, we'll be there. Well, again, we'll update you about all the stuff about where, about when and what, where we're not, where, 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 when and where we're going to resume. We're going to have some semblance of a break in August and early September, but I don't know exactly how much. But I can say, and we're in the process of figuring this one out, but the second episode of season 15 of Star Wars in the Galaxy, which is going to be episode 111, I believe. Yes. Episode 111, we will be joined by not one. But two guests. We will be joined by Connor Chiquiti of the Nerd of Academy podcast and of Epic Confrontation, my co-host and on that, my co-writer and stuff like that. And we're going to be joined by one of our biggest inspirations in Star Wars content creation. There we go. I used the C word again. Um, <laughs> Mr. Alex Damon of Star Wars Explained. And we're going to be talking with them about some Jedi Fallen Order because they're two of the biggest Jedi Fallen Order fans I know in the fan base. And I'm excited to have both of them on, but I think, unless there's anything else, oh yeah, keep listening listen to Epic Confrontations, I think our next match will be out 
probably in a, in a week or two, Tommy Two Horns versus Hearts of Kyber. Two new teams are going head-to-head. But, yeah, I think until next time, may the Force be with you. Always.